Hey guys, it's me, Alex. Uh, welcome to the show. This is a weird one. We went live. It is Halloween night, 2014, and uh, we did a little bit of a Google Hangout, invited people on. So we had Mr. Chris Reddy, uh, Mr. Brett at Altered underscore one. Chris Reddy's at Chris Reddy. And uh, Mateo from the podcast at DirectFaced. And um, yes, they uh, came on. We loved it. There'll be lots of plugging in that. But we didn't really start it in a traditional way, so I just wanted to tell you what's going on. I wanted to also tell you to go to facebook.com slash thestandardpdx. If you haven't already, click like. Um, that would be very good. Show them that you love uh, them through me. It's a great show. You can find them in person at 14 Northeast 22nd in Portland, Oregon. Please go. Um, yeah. Standard. Wonderful place. You've heard me talk about it extensively. And I will not prattle on tonight because it's already a kind of long episode, but it should be kind of fun. Certainly different than the normal fair. We did touch on some similar topics and yes, good times. So please do that. Also, uh, I haven't mentioned this in a while, but if you go to, uh, if you're going to buy stuff on Amazon, go to alexcast.com first and click on the Amazon ad. It's on the right side and then buy whatever you're going to buy on Amazon. Uh, it, it really helps me out a lot. I get small percentage of what you paid for your purchase and you don't pay anything extra. And seriously, it helps. It gives me, you know, on good months every now and again, you know, it'll, it'll, it'll get me to the point that's like, oh, I can afford good food. You know, uh, you know, I'm, I'm in no danger of starving, but man, it's nice to be able to afford organic, you know, uh, sustainably created food. And that's what those, uh, that's what those Amazon clicks do. So yeah, do that. So go to alexcast.com, click around, especially on the Amazon link and all that good stuff. Cool. So thank you very much for listening. Thank you, the standard for, um, sponsoring the show, uh, facebook.com slash thestandardpdx. So yes, please enjoy this uh, Halloween spooky whatever recorded uh, with a bunch of people episode. And yeah, cool. Okay, bye. Google Plus used to be kind of bunk. Like, when it first came out, there were so many problems with it. Yeah, it did suck. And since it's gotten better, I'm in love with... Right right now, this is, like, the best experience I can have. It's just getting to this point is... I don't know why they make it so hard. Like, why is my YouTube account involved? I, I mean, I get it, but it's annoying. Why do I have seven accounts when I've never had a YouTube account? Like, I have an Alex Bolin account, an AlexCast account, and the AlexCast account, which I had no memory of, an AlexCast podcast account that somebody made for me at one point that I've told them to shut down seven times, but apparently it's still there. So it's just a guesswork whether or not it's going to go to the right place uh, to start a hangout. And then if you choose the wrong one, it goes, oh, do you want to start a Google Plus page for it? So uh, it's just, it's it's like a recurring kind of, uh, it's like a fractal. Once you enter into Google Plus <laughs> hangout land, just, it's, 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 it's a... It, it's a Mandelbrot sets of creating new and more complicated Google Plus pages. Pardon me, my roommate is watching a movie on his phone, going to sleep. So it's sort of you can turn off the light, man. Wait, who has a roommate? Now your voices sound alike. Uh, Brett. Oh, okay. Um, I have a. 
you were somewhere though, right? How do you have a roommate there? I'm confused. Um, I'm working in Louisville, and we have to share a hotel room because our boss is being cheap this week. Ah. How's Louisville? Louisville, the way people are supposed to say it. Yeah, Louisville, and it is kind of cold and rainy, and uh, the beer's good, though, so there's that. Oh, well, they make I... baseball bats there, don't they? They make the slugger. <laughs> yes. Baseball. America's sport. This? Not what Canada's sport. What is strange sport. baseball you speak of? Oh, we call it, we call it, uh, we call it, uh, uh, skateless hockey. Oh. Yeah. Is there a net? Uh, well, there's nets, but they're in these things that you put on your hands. It's like a goalie, uh, mm. catcher's, uh, mitt. Catcher's glove thing. I don't know what they're called in hockey, which is embarrassing since I've been an avid hockey fan for most of my life. <laughs> catching glove. Yeah, catching glove. All right. Yeah, it's, it's a strange game. Yeah. What threw me was I started to think about baseball terms, and I realized that I didn't... When I was trying to think of a baseball glove, is it a mitt or a glove? It's a mitt. It's a mitt. See, that's what threw me. And then I, I started to get like kind of down this rabbit hole of how the fuck did I not know the name for the thing from baseball when, you know, I was, I'm raised in this country. And so therefore I forgot uh, the term for the hockey thing. So I had to think, oh, catching glove side. Okay, got it. All right, we're good. I played enough NHL um, uh, on Super Nintendo to remember that phrase. Yes, I was just going to say the Super Nintendo NHL game was the best. Was it NHL 94? Ninety four to me was the best one. Uh, yeah, it's ninety four that I'm thinking of. I think. Yeah, because ninety five they changed the physics of it a little bit and it got a little like clunky and kind of uh, watery almost. Like the they didn't have like a nice crisp motion because that was on the verge of when video games were about to start getting like really good. And mm -hmm. that's when I stopped playing because it got way too complicated for my dumb hands. <laughs> Stupid hands. Well, I like you know I come from the generation of video gaming. You know the the deep had. And then, you know, uh, two to four buttons, you know, I, I can go as high as whatever Super Nintendo was. But when when you have to control like like the stick to control the individual motion, the, the actual kind of tight motions of a character moving, that changes it from being fun to the most frustrating thing I can possibly imagine. And I want to stab my eyes out with hot pokers. Oh, don't do that. I won't. I, that's why I don't have any video games in my house. <laughs> Because I don't want to, I don't want to have precise control over uh, like the upper and lower body of a person, and then having to control them. It's it's like juggling while rubbing your stomach and patting your head at the same time. I I want to play a game to relax. Like that's I like I like pinball or the original Mario Brothers or any your side scrollers. Oh, it's nice, just nice four directions like like they had when I was growing up back in the back in the dickities. Back in the day when we used to use ball and cup. Hmm. Yeah, what's wrong with a good ball and cup? Nothing's wrong with ball and cup, and there's also nothing wrong with screaming. I pressed A over and over and over again. Everyone knows you didn't do it in time. Yeah, yeah. That was a very frustrating thing. Oh, I forgot about that. The yelling at your brother uh, that you did, in fact, hit the button, although it was in question because the character on the screen did not respond. <laughs> so, let me tell you guys about what I did after work today. Um, I work in a place called Portland, Oregon, because that's where I live. And if I live, if I work somewhere else, it would be confusing. The mystical Portland, Oregon? Yes, yes. I like that, because that was an internal pun, too, because mist, you know, because it's, it's, uh, it's, you know, a, a town that used to play a lot of, uh, games in the 90s called mist. 
that was like a fucking weird recursive inner bad joke. But anyway, yes, it is misty. But um, so yes, yeah, so I was in I was in essentially modern Narnia, and I was walking home from work, and um, I wanted to get uh, uh there's a there's a thing in in sacred geometry called a Merkaba. So I talk about it on the show a lot. Doesn't you don't really need to know what it is, but it's a star tetrahedron. So uh, totally. yeah, it's like an important thing. Oh, we're on camera, so I forgot. That's a that's my citrine Merkaba I picked up uh after work. So. I, I went to a bead store that I know because, um, you know, I'm the type of person who knows where bead stores are, you know, not to brag. And I asked the lady there, I was like, hey, uh, beadstress, um, do you have any Merkabas? And she's like, oh, uh, no, but I know a place, we usually do, but I know a place where you can get them. Which was fun because, one, it's very relaxing. Uh, ready, this is, a, uh, I'm sure, a world that you have no fucking idea about. But you'll be surprised how, how difficult it is to walk into a store and ask for obscure bits of, uh, of sacred geometry ephemera. And have people actually understand what the fuck you're saying and not look at you like, oh, I'm about to be stabbed. So it was really nice. She knew what a Merkaba was and she gave me directions to this place and inside of the, like, the, the Richie Mall in the middle of downtown. Like, it's the down, like, the, uh, the, um, Pioneer Courthouse Square in Portland is Portland's living room. And it's, it's nice. And that's where the big Christmas tree is set up and all, like, that's where, like, a Macy's would be or, like, a, I don't know the name of fancy stores, but if whatever a fancy store name is, It'd be like right there in that mall. But like, oh, in the basement of that mall, there's a, a like a fossil and gem store. So I was like, cool. oh, that's okay. I guess I'll go to the basement of the rich mall and find a fossil and gem store to find my uh, Merkaba. <laughs> but I went in and I ended up talking to this dude that was there. And it was such a fucking amusing thing. Uh, I went in and he was talking to what I'm going to refer to as, you know, one of his customers that he doesn't like. Um because they're in the middle of this conversation, you could tell this guy was just prattling on, and I got the sense that it's been about 20 minutes. And you could feel that the, the guy working the counter just didn't care anymore, and the guy talking was so happy to talk to another human being. So he was just going, oh, yeah, you know, the, the, the price point on this, and the, well, you can't tell about that, and the, oh, well, if you pick it up, you can't tell the difference between a, a adventuring and a blah, 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 blah. So I, I'm very amused, because if you've ever worked retail, you know that customer, you know, the one that's going to prattle on. And so I'm fake looking through the store because I know exactly what I want. I just need to ask the guy where it is and listening to this guy. And it was really quite amusing. So he finally left and it wasn't audible, but I could almost hear his shoulders get comfortable again. You know, like, <laughs> like just kind of like, ah, like, yes, I'm, I'm a person. 13 years of bar work, man. I've had that moment. Oh, yes. <laughs> you work at, okay, yes, you work at bars. That's, you know, the guy you're picturing is exactly the guy I'm talking about. It's exactly the old guy at the bar. He leaves right before the young people come in at night. Or he'll be the creepy guy that overlaps and tries to talk about cool stuff with the young kids and creep everybody out. So I end up talking to this dude that works there. And uh, I didn't bring up annoying guy because I'm trying to be a human. And uh, nice enough guy. But it's weird because, one, it's relaxing to be like, oh, you know what a Merkaba is. That's nice. But then it's like immediately jumps into like, oh, fuck, I'm out of my depth. So he just starts saying stuff. He's like, uh, so I bought the Merkaba Adventuring. And he's like, ah, well, you know what that is. And he starts talking about some other thing. And I'm like, I don't know what any of that means. Like, I know I don't know the psychic abilities of, of, of tourmalated quartz. Like, um, oh, fuck. But I'm kind of like, I'm in that thing where it's, if, if you've ever been stuck in a conversation about sports that you don't really know about, but you don't want to seem like that guy, you know, like at your, your sister-in-law's house or something, and you're talking to your cousin, you're like, yes, I... The Leafs are good this year with their 
shot percentages. Sports. Yeah, and their sportingness. So I was stuck doing that, but with sacred geometry and fucking crystal work. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Every time you say Merkaba, yeah. I kind of think of a genital wig. You know, uh, let me let me be very honest with you, Chris Reddy. Uh, I'm not saying every time, but yes, a Merkin does pop into my head uh, <laughs> rather often. Whilst um, maybe, maybe a well-shaped Merkin. Yeah, <laughs> this is this is not this is not an uncommon thing, uh, at least for me. Um, and it, it it's kind of sad because this is as close to a spiritual path as I'm ever gonna have, and my spiritual path consists of me remembering, you know, genital wigs. But <laughs> yeah, so I ended up talking to this dude, and uh, I was wearing um this mala that I have on my wrist here that um a nice person got me, and having a conversation about that and the various. Um, spiritual and um, psychic powers associated with each of the individual stones. And I was really just like, yes, yes, I do believe that he got 52 home runs that year. Like, it was one of these just completely out of my depth. So um, that was a very weird afternoon. But I did get finally my, my Merkava stone, which I wanted for a while since I went to get Reiki. And this was a thing that occurred to me while I was getting Reiki. But uh, while there, they have an assortment of crystal skulls on sale and um gem skulls not full-sized uh you know human head ones which i would love if i ever get one and that's not just for me being a spiritual weirdo it's just who the fuck doesn't want uh, a full-sized crystal skull uh, a full-sized crystal skull would be a great adornment to anyone's house yeah because there's a certain amount of like yes i am kind of a crystal humper i get it like i i understand the weirdness in what i'm doing but then there's another aspect of a crystal skull would be fucking badass but I was looking you through. You should get it installed on the arm of like your favorite easy chair. Yes, and you <laughs> right at your front door. So every time someone comes over, you can just have your palm on the top of it. Yes, you have it's my exact well setup. Good. Yeah, I want one on each on each like that's where my hands will be on on like a really imposing throne like chair, so I can put my hands menacingly on you know the top of each crystal skull and kind of you know right. stare someone down like like some kind of like evil despot. But not not on a throne of swords because that seems like it would be very uncomfortable. Right, but you know maybe you should mix it up a little bit and have some duality. You know what I mean? Like have your crystal skull on one hand, and then in the other hand you have like a really really crappy forty of malt liquor taped to your hand. Hmm. Or okay, I'm gonna modify your idea. How about one side is an expertly done, crafted art artisan beautiful you know smoky quartz crystal skull will be like under my right hand and i can stare menacingly at the throngs of people trying to get boons for me and the other one will be a bottle of that crappy dan Aykroyd vodka that comes in the crystal skull <laughs> and yes. then i can just kind of yeah. just dump kind of cut rate vodka on their head as some kind of uh, uh some kind of blasphemous uh, baptism <laughs> i anoint you yeah i, I anoint Are... thee from my throne of uh, of canada's finest our liquor stores wouldn't allow that in for the longest time. Really? Yeah, man. They were totally against the Dan Aykroyd vodka. What was the reasoning behind it? I or don't know. They don't like local celebrities. <laughs> oh, that's really weird. Yeah, I'm going to look that up. I'm going to be on mute for just a moment. So, uh... I'm I tweeting again. Oh, we're good? All right. Yes, we are good. I, I, but I was, I was tweeting, uh, want to see what my face looks like while talking to people. Look, and then put it there, because maybe the the novelty of seeing my dumb face will get some people on here. 
to listen to us prattle on about nonsense. Yeah, so Ontario banned Crystal Head Vodka. Which, yeah. Does it give a reason, or just... I'm just looking that up now. Um, Because, you know, he's from my hometown, right? So I thought that was kind of strange. No, what, what, where are you from? Ottawa. Oh, you're actually from, like, Ottawa proper. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm sitting in Ottawa currently. Oh, okay. That's cool. I thought, I, I thought you were in, uh, uh, Ottawa adjacent and we're using that for ease of language to dumb Americans. Oh, no. Uh, when I'm talking to Americans, I just say I'm in Ontario, Canada. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Because most people will assume they'll know Toronto, but they won't know anywhere else. You know, I gotta tell you the truth. I think we know, I think we know Ottawa better than Ontario. Really? Yeah. Because generally I'll talk to people, they'll they'll mention it on Twitter or something like that, and they'll be like, oh, you in Toronto? You know, here's the thing. I, okay, I might I might be a biased thing. Myself and a lot of my friends have been hockey fans. Mm. So I think the Senators really, because that's like, Ottawa's like a famous thing in my head, but I, I can't think of anything other than the fact that the Senators are from there. And I think it might be your capital. That's all oh. I know about Ottawa. Ottawa certainly is the, the country's capital. Yeah. But Toronto is the province's capital. Oh, well, that's just annoying. I know, right? <laughs> what so the I fuck, Canada? Here's the answer. The reason that they banned it for as long as they did was because they didn't like the image of a skull because it's associated with death. And uh. there are concerns of binge drinking by younger adults. Oh. Okay. The yeah. <laughs> the binge drinking thing. Uh, okay, the, not that I agree with this this line of logic or thought, or to even call it logic or thought, but I sort of get on a government level, like a putting your fingers where it doesn't belong level. I can kind of understand not letting kids drink because I, I I believe that was an argument for it in the states as well. That I mean, as we just discussed, like a fucking crystal head is badass. So if I was, uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, what's drinking age Canada's 18. So if I was 17 or 16 and was about to, you know, looking to get drunk, of course, I'm going to go for the one in the fucking badass head. It's true. If you were a fan of vodka, I mean, that would be the one to gravitate towards. Mm. Oh, I agree. Oh shit. I just realized something. I'm here. Don't worry. Yeah. I saw something online where, where reconstruction people, that's not the term for their job, but, the people who reconstruct uh, heads, yeah, one over the crystal skull of vodka. So that oh, look at that! It's a skull. Yeah, that doesn't look very good there. Oops. Well, here, look, a skull. Hi. What is that skull made of? Plaster. I got it in a Renaissance fair in New York when I was like seventeen, and um, so I moved to. Uh, I lived on the East Coast for most of my life till I was twenty-five-ish. And moved to Oregon. Then, now, this is very heavy. Moved to hipster town. Yeah. Well, it wasn't quite hipster yet. Um, it was on its way, certainly, but it wasn't, it wasn't known yet. Portlandia was years away from coming out. But, um, <laughs> so this is one of the things I left at my parents' house because it's heavy. And when I moved to Oregon, I just had the shit I could fit on the plane with me. So many years later, my mom sends me this, this package of stuff that she thinks I want from New Jersey, uh, childhood ephemera, books, things like that. And she sends this, like, five pound skull. Probably more than five pounds, which I can't imagine was particularly uh, cost effective to send to the other side of the country. But now I feel bad because one, it's I did buy it when I was young and it's kind of I have a memory to it. And then two, she must have spent like 30 bucks to send this dumb thing across this country. 
But since we're talking about skulls, and I had one uh, in the room, I figured I would... But you're into all that crazy magic shit. Yeah, but, I mean, it's just a dumb plaster skull. It's not like, uh, you know, if I had, like, an actual human skull or, or um, you know, a crystal skull or something, this is literally just molded pl mm. plaster. You know? Or the cap off the top of one that you could use as a candy dish. Yeah, that'd be fun. I uh, I like that whole, when you capture your enemies, you turn their skulls into drinking vessels. I, I think this is... I'm not saying we should bring it back, but I'm not not saying that either. Did you hear about the... I guess this was in the only time where it was the Wild West. So for like the 20 years where the southwestern United States was like super Wild West, there was this dude, um, Giant Nose. I think his nickname was the Parrot. And he was this major criminal. So the lawman hunted him down. They hung him. Then he made shoes out of the guy's skin. Oh, yeah. And um, they could never find the top of his head. So they talked to all these people, and they finally found this lady, and they're like, "Where? do you know where the top of this guy's skull went? And she puts her ashtray, or her cigarette out into the ashtray, oh. dumps out the ashtray, flips it over, and it's the top of the guy's skull. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I, I like that. That is, that is uh, I know you to be a, uh, a QI watcher as well, Mr. Reddy. I is am. that is that the same guy um, that wrote um, uh, Spartacus? Ben Hur. Ben Hur. Do you recall this no. little factoid? There's a um, the person Maybe. the person who wrote Ben Hur was a was a was a sheriff in in Wild Westia. Uh, I you know I couldn't I couldn't name the state or the year, but. Apparently he wrote on her, and he was the one that, um, I think he was the one that signed Billy the Kid's death warrant or something. Like, all those facts are, like, a shade away from being right. So if anybody ever finds out what the fuck I'm talking about... Um, well, I'm searching it up right now, so we should... Yeah. I haven't said it on the show in a while, but... I remember is Pat, Pat Garrett, is that right? Uh, yes. Well, oh, yeah, yeah, but that was, um, that was, like, the direct guy. This is, was the, uh, I shouldn't say sheriff, he was probably the, I don't know comptroller like some other position yeah yeah whatever i don't fucking know i just said sheriff because i don't know anything about anything so the guy's name is lou wallace Ooh, that sounds familiar and yeah it was billy the kid oh okay yeah yeah so the guy that signed his death warrant also wrote uh ben-hur yeah that's that, that's a thing that happens eh? <laughs> yeah, it's weird i don't know i just I, this is why i like qi you know it's that's one of those things like wow that's but literally is quite interesting. Didn't a bunch of people die in the filming of Ben Hur because they just didn't they didn't care about human life? The the first one I've heard this to be true. Uh, the the silent one, not the one with uh, what's his face. Mm -hmm. It was the the chariot racing scene where they just didn't care. Yeah, I mean that's what I've heard. But those old Hollywood um, stories are. I mean, I guess you, we could probably just look at you know Snopes it or whatever, but. I always take them with a grain of salt because it's it's kind of like uh like the 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 R gang or the the little rascals whatever the fuck they're called. I've heard that most of them died and were replaced and they were you know slaves to the studio that lived in a basement chained up. Like there's a lot of these weird stories. So like Ben Hur, like all these people died. Like it's likely you know I don't know. Let's I would guess you know two chariots slammed into each other, four people died. Which yeah, a lot of people, but. By the time that story reaches us is, you know, it was a Caligula-esque orgy of death. <laughs> I do know, and this is for sure, um, Milo Notice. 
Yeah, that's like yes, the. I was just showing that movie to my daughter the other day. That's like a dog so, and cat movie, right? It is. They were they're on an adventure. Yeah. There's a scene where they jump off a waterfall, and they lost like 40 animals because they were just hucking them off a waterfall in Japan. For real? Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's that's a lot of dead animals. No shit. Oh, on that note, here's another. I'm glad we, we look at this. We got an old macabre fucking topic for the Halloween show. Um, you know that whole thing. I, I it, again, I got this from QIs already. You probably know this. That um, you know, we hear that lemurs uh will walk off of cliffs to their death. That's like oh, a, lemmings. 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 Sorry, what did I say? Lemurs? Yeah, uh, lemmings. Mm-hmm. Um, like so that is complete horseshit. It never happened. Where it comes from was a Disney movie uh called you know Disney's Wild Adventure or something like that. You know Disney um you know, mockumentary or whatever, fake documentary about wildlife. And what they did was they herded uh, lemmings off a cliff and then just <laughs> made up that this is a thing that happened. So it's just a Disney movie that they just murdered a whole bunch of animals on screen. And it started this whole thing that lemmings are the thing that, you know, walk off of cliffs for no reason. But no, it was just, just the weird, you know, Nazi-like Disney corporation yet again. My God, you just blew my mind because I remember watching that as a kid and being baffled. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and of course, playing playing the side scroller was, was great. Yeah, that was a fun game, but it's based on uh, complete falsehood. Yeah, apparently they don't follow themselves off a cliff. That's not a thing that happens uh, unless the unless you know some Nazi sympathizer is uh, bankrolling it, and then, then yes, they will murder them horrifically on camera. Then then there was also the QI fact about necro pants. What is it? Necro pants. Uh, oh, I don't think I remember this one. Okay, so it was like Sweden or maybe Norway, but it was this this magical ritual where what they do is they get their friends when they died to give up to accept like okay yes you can have my skin and they cut them they skin them from the waist down and then wear this like dry it out and wear their skin as uh, pants, oh. necro pants. And they'd put coins in the uh, the scrotum and use it to attract money and use it for different magical rituals. Wow, that's I mean I'm it, that's a combination of and this is maybe my favorite thing in the world of shockingly awful and like the coolest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> it, right, <laughs> this I is I start to think did did they line them with like yak hair were they comfortable? Well, I'm going to send a picture to Alex on Twitter right now. And actually, it's going to go to everyone. Because it doesn't look like they were lined with anything. Oh, all right. Good. Uh, there you go. At Chris Reddy, <laughs> at the Alex Ass, at altered underscore one. That's correct. Look at that. Uh, so it's Iceland. Iceland, eh? All right. That's the green one. It is. Ah! Oh, sweet God! <laughs> Wow! Holy shit! Which, wow. by by the way, I I don't like. I'm not. A, it's not one of those like jokes. Like, uh, I called my band that in high school. But something should be called necro pants. I completely like, agree. Besides just those necro pants, like there should be. I I don't know. So it's, there needs to be a necro pants somewhere else in the universe because it's too perfect to free. Ugh! I have to close that. That's gross. It's one of my favorite QI facts. And there was a, at one of the bars I worked at. There was another purveyor of random information. And I told him about that, and he searched it all up, and then he came back. He's where I heard about George the Parrot, who had his skull cap taken off. Yeah. He returned with that fact. Like, oh, this is awesome. What a great workplace. <laughs> my uh, One of my favorite uh, uh, QI moments for me was, because uh, it's one of my favorite words ever, 
and uh, it was in the B series. And, and uh, Stephen asked, "What is butology?" And I, I, you know, out loud, and I'm not an out loud, you know, kind of Jeopardy scream the TV person, but knowing something from QI is so fucking rare that I was so excited. And I went, oh, it's a wearisome repetition of words. And then they answered, and it wasn't a wearisome repetition of words. And I, and I looked down forlornly. And the next question was, what is batology? And I was so happy. Because the next one was a weird repetition of words. I'm like, I've never been happier in my life. I they brought me to the to the to the brink of orgasm and then pulled me back. And then in one giant flushing load, they gave me my relief. I wish I hadn't used that metaphor, but the point is wonderful. Yeah, there was one on last week's that I got, and I was like, oh yes, but I can't remember what it is to save my life right now. Oh, are you watching the the new the new series? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I've been trying to download them because uh, um, we don't have that in America. Um, they're all on YouTube, eh? Uh, yes, uh, I found yeah, that out I... after I downloaded them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the oh. XLs are all on uh, YouTube's. To catch everybody up, uh, QI is an English quiz <laughs> show uh, on the BBC hosted by Stephen Fry. I've talked about it on the show before that Stephen Fry is my favorite human being to ever exist. Uh, if he were not a staunch atheist, I would worship him as a deity. Um he is, he is he, my my man crush. Uh, I I love him to to a depth that knows no bounds. But um, yeah, he hosted, and the 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 crux of the show is just quiz questions that are way too fucking hard that no one could possibly know the answer to. So they get comedians in to say silly shit about it instead of getting the actual answer, and it's quite good. So you get interesting trivia facts thrown at you while having very funny, often very funny uh, <laughs> comedians uh, uh, riffing on the. Supposed uh, trivia, which is very good. Yeah, stuff. depending on the comedian. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I know what the hell you guys are talking about now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I realized we were just going on a little fanboy uh, rampage about that. Well, I've I've spoken at length about QI on the show, but I realized that that's been that was a while ago. Like I've played clips, but I was like, fuck, you know, that was that maybe a hundred episodes ago. So I think it's about time that now I'm prattling on about this that I should probably. Um, Probably catch people up. I played. Uh, I played on the show the the section where they were talking about the American prison system. Did you see that one? I've seen them all. Uh, the so um, I'm not. It's just a really. It, it's it kind of got passed around on YouTube as like an outside clip, but uh, it's Stephen and the gang talking about um, the American prison system and how many uh, you know people are actually in prison in the United States and how it's a for profit system. And mm, you know, yes, oh, it's it's that. it's shocking. And to see them get shocked about it, and I, I mean, maybe it's a little different being Canadian, but, you know, as an American, uh, watching them talk about our system and being, like, I mean, it's all stuff I know, but seeing their horror and disgust as it's revealed to them that essentially it's, I mean, it's essentially legal slavery is what's happening in the States with the prison system. And, it, like, not being hyperbolic, it's literally what's happening. Um, and I'm using literally, literally everybody out there. I'm, I'm a person, I understand what words mean. So don't fucking get up on me. Um, hey, you know Webster's dictionary just added the uh, the figurative uh, definition to literally. Yeah, well, Webster can blow me. So um, <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's a shocking thing. I'll try to find the. I'll make a note to find the thing. But it's it's them talking about basically how we've you know allowed for slavery and how you know in the American system where they they create uh, all of our goods like all the um, police um, bulletproof vests. Are, are made by prisoners and like a bunch of soldier stuff and blah, blah, blah. Like there's this like billion dollar business and watching these people, their jaws kind of dropping as like the, just the horrors are revealed was rather shocking for me because stuff I know and I'm disgusted by, but it's, 
you know, you get used to it because it's like, ah, it's my country. It's just, you know, that's, that's my kind of horrible. I'm used to this by now, but whew, it's tough when really smart people are staring at you like, oh, fuck, I want to leave. I didn't want you guys to find out about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not going to lie. We, we know a little bit about the American prison system up here just because of proximity. But when you start hearing some of the internal stuff, you're like, I don't know. Oh, that's awful. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I did no reason to think it's just really gross. And there was one fact, I, I forget if it was that episode or another one, but um, life expectancy, if you're if you're like a black dude, a black youth in, in America, that life expectancy living on the streets or going to prison, your actually life expectancy is better going to prison. Because of just the sheer amount of like, you know, black and black violence. That makes me really sad. <laughs> yeah, it's, um... Oh, I'll Mateo just sent an email or something. Oh, okay. Oh, he's gone. What, oh, did he show hey. up as listening? Oh, oh. oh, there he is. Hi, Mateo. Hey, Mateo. Hello, sir. Hey, Alex, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing oh, well. He's in there. Yeah, holy shit. Hey. Slenderman's behind you. <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> how no. are you guys? Not bad, man. How are you? Doing all right. Just got done trick-or-treating. Did Gonna you eat do? all my kids' candy shortly. Oh, good. Damn right. <laughs> Type 2, middle of the night. <laughs> so, Mateo, while you're gone, I, I, we uh, we were talking about skulls. So, if you're wondering, that's a random skull. Um, his name is I forget, but well, you don't have a video anymore, so I don't. Uh, no, really, I can see your video. Oh, no. yeah, I can see everybody's. Well, who gives a shit? It's not like I'm doing anything amusing. Um, <laughs> it's a monster hangout. You never know when the video will work. Yes. <laughs> Oh, Videos right. on Hangout, the what sweet music they make. <laughs> hey, Mateo, good to finally meet you, man. Yeah, good to talk to you, brother. Oh, have you guys not actually been formally t uh, spoken to? No, yeah, we've never shared words. Oh, I assume that I assume that you had you had poached him for for what cast? Oh, we've talked through type and text. But... Oh, goddamn! So uh, let's let's him. let's interview him. So Brett altered one. Hi. Let it, stuff, yeah, let's let's figure out some things. Where did you come from? Because uh, we you, we brought you up on last uh, last Whatcast. Were you? Did you come from Whatcast and find me? Did you find me and find Whatcast? What what is this? What tell tell us about yourself? Uh, well, about myself, I grew up in Southern California. Um, family's been in the Midwest for a while. Now I live out here in the Midwest. I work underwater. I do underwater construction. And I found all you guys because um, I read your book, Alex. And then I found out you had a podcast and a Twitter account. And uh, I decided to start listening to podcasts more regularly than ever before. And then stumbled on the Whatcasts and so forth. And now, uh, yeah, there's a little little group of podcasts that I've been listening to while, while I'm on the road for work. Oh, fantastic. As you were saying that, I realized, like, oh, shit, I actually did know this, because I think you wrote this in for the, uh, for, you were called that in for my listener special recently. Totally. Yeah. Well, whatever. 
you know, there's thousands of you listeners out there. I can't keep you all apart, you know? <laughs> I mean, there's only six that talk to me, so that I have no fucking excuse for forgetting that, but, you know, I could have pulled it off. <laughs> so, fun times. Uh, and so, since we're on the topic of podcasts, Reddy, what's your podcast called? Okay. Guess, <laughs> guess not, you know, whatever. You don't have to answer. He's eating candy. What a son of a bitch. How dare you, sir? Well, anyway, his his podcast is called The Loudest Geeks in the Room. And um, you can find that somewhere. Search for it. Someone's child is crying. Um, no, having sugar overdoses. Oh, good. So here's a fun fact as well. Did you know that Halloween, you know that whole story about uh, razor blades in the candy and uh, all that kind of uh, stuff that we heard as children, why we had to have our candies uh, checked? It's, uh, it's, uh, I'm doing that. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's never happened. Fun yeah, fact. Never, not one. Yeah, they, there's been, I was looking up, there's been three occasions of tainted candy, quote unquote, uh, since they started keeping, or the thing I read was from like 70 to 2008 or something like that. And all three of them were family members using the, the urban legend of, of spiked candy for their, for their, you know, their own use. Hmm. I was just actually talking about that with a friend the other day. You know, I love, Halloween has always been my favorite holiday. And that that whole thing is just terrifying to everybody. You know, like, your parents went through every piece of candy. Some people, like, rich people got their kids' candy x-rayed at, like, special places for x-raying candy. And I always thought, that's insane. Yeah, I don't remember my parents actually going through my candy. I, I don't think they did, but I, my parents didn't like me. So there's that. No, I, we, we kind of grew up. I mean, I grew up in the generation. I think we're all kind of men of a similar age, at least, you know, within a few years, but my neighborhood where, you know, in, in the years I grew up, that whole, um, dangerous stranger thing, although it was in the air, certainly wasn't as prolific as a few years after. Like I certainly, you know, it was, hey, if you see a, a van with some guy with a creepy mustache and you don't know him, don't get in. That was about the extent of it. But worrying about candy and that kind of shit? Nah, that doesn't... I well, I always had to worry about candy. Uh, I'm standard nerd with the peanut allergy. Oh, well, that's... Okay, <laughs> yeah, that's worrying for a different way. No, we're, we're more referring to uh, razor blades and LSD. Yeah, razor and, blades and apples and yeah. poison licorice and... Yeah, so you guys actually had to check for that? Oh, no. No, no. Oh, okay, yeah, I don't think... Yeah, it's one of those things. Windowless, windowless white vans. Maybe that was a thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, the other, the reason I remember that is because there was one of those when I was growing up that some kid got snatched somewhere near my house. I think, I think every city had one of those. Because yeah. Because we had one of them, too. Yeah, and I think that's the only reason... And it wasn't even, like, a big... I mean, it was a big deal, obviously, for, like, the family or whatever, but it wasn't, like, the news now, your know, 24-hour news cycle big deal. You know, it wasn't uh, text cell phones and everybody going nuts. It was just... Um, yeah, hey, Alex, you know not to get in a van with some guy you don't know. And I was like, yep, certainly know that. And I was like, ah, right, good. All right. Do you, do you, like, they didn't even need to explain why. Like, I didn't have a concept of, like, raped and killed. It was just, you don't go in the van. And that was just cool. I'm, I'm, I'm digging it. Yeah, let us, I'm not that lazy. I have to walk home every day anyway. I'm used to it. They don't have puppies or kittens or video games in the van, okay? Yeah. <laughs> and, and in that case, I mean, really, it's, let's, be honest here that's really the parents fault because if you had puppies and video games back at the house they wouldn't have gotten in that van seriously you know it's kind of like uh you know they're asking for it 
<laughs> Did you guys ever get your candy stolen as kids? Yeah. I had somebody try. Yeah, man. We used to... Our, our neighborhood was brutal. Like our, well, our little section of town. It was so bad that we would we would cut up a pillowcase and, like, use a belt or, like, some cord and tie it to our wrists <laughs> because Ew, the teenagers would come around and they'd, like, jump out of their car, push all the kids down and take a bunch of candy bags. Jeez. Oh, ours wasn't that bad. We had I we had techniques in my neighborhood because the way my neighborhood was laid out, it was very easy to kind of do circles, and there was kind of back ways and cut streets and cut ways. So we would kind of circle back and dump candy periodically through the evening. So the only time I ever got my candy, like, stolen was, you know, it was a minor hit. You know, it was probably an eighth of the total haul of the evening, which, you know, as, as a little fat kid, I was quite upset by the loss. But I was pretty proud of myself for my forethought of, of you know, repeated repeated drop-offs. And your country's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Up here it's like, oh, I got candy too. That's awesome. No one needs to steal shit. Oh, yeah. Well, no, the thing is, we're raised on violence. Is, is what happens. So, yeah. um, even like I'm, I'm incredibly nonviolent. Like I find the act like really repulsive and, and I just, I, it really hurts me to the core and kind of still in the back of my head, I have fantasies of like beating the shit out of someone. It's, 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 it's literally just trained to do us from the earliest age. Like it's, this country fucking blows when it comes to that. I mean, to be fair, up here we have a ton of drunken fistfights. But yeah. it's the type of place where you pick someone up afterwards and you buy them a beer. Yeah. See, this is the difference. Your country stayed in the 70s, which I think is where America <laughs> fucked up, is that we kept evolving. Is that... And... Th yeah, no, that was about right. I wanted that about 40% insulting. Um, <laughs> it's, yeah, I just it, thought of uh, Bruce McCullough in the, out, in the alleyway from Kids in the Hall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, sorry about all that cancer. Um, can I paint your chair now? I gotta go. I'm in the middle of a big bike race. Uh, no, because like in the 70s, that's what you did. You just had a fucking, you had a spat with a dude. You, you punched it out. And maybe not got up and got a beer, but it was just, you burst yourself off. You didn't kick a dude while he's down. It was, you oh, know, yeah, it was yeah. just this very kind of, it was, you know, go to the Canadian version. It's hockey fights. It's just, you punch it out. Well, hockey fights now are actually changing and it's kind of disgusting. But hockey fights 10 years ago and before. Just, you know, you throw a few punches, you get the energy out, you're good. No one gets killed. No one gets seriously hurt, you know, unless something really stupid happens. But now it's, at least the generation I was raised on is, is you know, it's, I suppose, 70s films and up is, well, murder. And or, that's what well, you have to do is the only revenge think, is death. I think that's kind of changing here, too, because I'd, I'd hate to be a kid these days. Um, it goes from, oh... I hit the ground, whatever, too. What are they going to do to me once I'm down there? Yeah. And that's 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 kind of fucked up. That's different than how I grew up. Yeah. The first time I heard, yeah, world star, eh? I was just, I realized that the world had changed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For the worse. Yeah. Kick, the, kick that hoser's teeth in, eh? <laughs> yeah, we'll get this up on the world star. Worldstar.ca. to him, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. It's it's kind of it's kind of gross because the the old school punch up was a was a nice thing, and I'm not, I still not want to. Yeah, you know, I don't want to participate in it, but no. it did allow for a much more civilized world to have an outlet for, although not acceptable, but acceptable violence. Like you know, if you can get that that outlet switch of just you know, punching your buddy in the face, it does go a long way to not having this 
pent up, just everybody's one step away from a full mental collapse, you know? Well, see, there's something to be said for, like, Canada's, you know, hockey fights. Kids in America don't have hockey fights. They, you know, they, they go straight to getting a gun rather than punching somebody in the face. I think getting a fight once in a while is good for a kid. Yeah. Give me respect for that. When I was a kid, I, I mean, half the people I've punched in the face, we became friends afterwards, you know, from grade school to high school to out of high school. But now, just for some reason, since, I don't know, maybe American kids can't respect a punch in the face. They just rather, I don't, I don't know why they just go right to a gun. Something like most chicken shit thing you can do. But they just, it's like Mike said the other day, the pussification of, of you know, <laughs> the United States, I think. Yeah, well, I mean, we, we're, I think that we're about 10 years behind the States in that, because with us, it's knives. It's a lot of knives. Hmm. There's a lot of like, oh, you pissed me off at a bar, and now I'm going to stab you inside. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's unfortunate. Yeah, no, you're right. It's it's Canada's catching up in the worst way because it was, you know, that's that's what's saying about hockey fights. Like hockey fights, not not even ten years ago, were a gentlemanly affair, violent as fuck. But you you punched it out, one guy, one guy. You there was never a three people unless it's a full scrum. You never had two guys in one. You never put your blade near anybody when they're on the ground. Like you just, that's not, it's just, everybody knows that. Like your, 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 your game is based on skating on razor blades. You don't fucking put those near skin. But if you what watch was hockey, the hockey movie that came out recently? Um, the goon with, the, yeah, goon. yeah, but that's a pretty good indication. Like, oh, you want to fight? All right, let's fight. <laughs> yeah. But if you watch actual hockey, it's, it's now it's kind of getting, I mean, there's a lot of cheap hits and the fights are, Kind of like football, American football things where it's like they're trying to like snap a finger while they're in a, you know, in a scrum. Like mm. there's a lot of this really kind of just dirty play and it's, it sucks because well, like one, it's a sport I like and I hate to see the, the fighting. One, I don't want to see it leave the game, but if it stays like this, I do because it's just, you're not doing the way it is. And then two, it's stop tainting Canada. Canada was doing well and, and you guys are doing, you've got more shooters than us lately and that's, that's not fun. We like you guys. You're supposed to be our passive older brothers or younger brothers, whatever. Hey, 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 you guys, calm down down there. Yeah, but now there's like all this weird like mass shootings in in Canada. That's not okay. That's you guys are better than that. We all we all tacitly accepted that. Like in the states, we go yes, all right, Canada, the little seventies, it's fine. Hockey hair, we get it. But like at least they don't kill each other all the time. And now it's oh Canada. And I mean, to and be Burger fair. King bought Tim Hortons. Come on. To be fair, my city is the one that had the last big thing happen in it. That was kind of where I live. Um, yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, up to this point, there had been three murders? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, three, I think. Maybe four. <laughs> yeah, no, they're still, I mean, still exponentially smaller than America. It was just, you had that other one the, uh, earlier this year. I don't even remember where it was. Oh, was yeah, yeah. He got, uh, he got sentenced today, actually. Oh, really? Oh, that yeah, was that but... guy. Okay, yeah, me, uh, Martin and I were talking about that, how I was confused by... The term life sentence fucks me up, because, like, to me, life sentence should be you go till you die. Like, oh, yeah. You go for life. But, like, three consecutive... Three life sentences in a row is 75 years. Like, apparently 25 yeah. years is life, which is weird. It's the longest uh, in, like, 30 or 40 years that our courts have passed down. Yeah, I mean, I I guess that's good, but it's just why well, I mean, call it really. a life sentence. Like, why not just go for life? Like, 
That like that's what it implies to me because it's not like you call it like oh well I'm gonna give you the break in and entering sentence. You know, it's not like life sentence is is is, is a colloquial for twenty five years. Life sentence should be rest of your life. That is the sentence. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's just just odd. Oh yeah, by the way, do you guys kill people up there, or is that just us? No, 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 no. We don't kill. people Okay, you got. Oh, good. Yeah, because there's another one that's a We're little all about like rehabilitation and stuff. No, oh, that's good. All right, so you still got a bunch of stuff on us. And we don't privatize our prisons either. Yeah. Well, look, that's uh, that's. Ugh, I don't even fucking. I can't even begin to understand what the hell, how the hell that happened. Yeah, that's a crazy thing, dude. I can't believe that our country's allowed that to happen. That's insane. Oh, you guys are the bastion of uh, capitalism, though, right? <laughs> I mean, yes. <laughs> I mean, except not. But I just, I yeah, I just, I the the idea that they're making money off of prisons really fucks me up. Like, I, I yeah, it's it, the entire thing just enslaving people and making like if you had a choice to go to prison and not do work. Like, if you got, like, like reduced sentencing for making whatever the shit they make, okay, yeah, technically it's still making money off of labor, but I'd be a little bit less horrified by it. But the fact that you're forced to have a job in prison, and then those prisons make money, like, actually provide profit, not just, you know, break even or whatever, that's really fucking gross. That is just a really gross slavery, just, ugh, kind of thing. Um, literally slave labor. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, the guy who did the shooting in Ottawa, he wanted to go to prison. He, uh, he was all hopped up on the crack. And like three years ago, he went, he's like, throw me in jail. So they wouldn't throw him in jail. So he went up to a McDonald's and tried to rob it with a sharp stick. <laughs> Just working his ass oh, off trying wow. to get into a Canadian jail. Huh. There was a, there was a guy in the States a while ago, uh, not all that long ago, but he robbed a bank for, I forget what it was, like 20 bucks because he had, he had some kind of disease and he couldn't afford treatment. So you know that if he was in prison, you're, they're forced to treat him. So he mm-hmm. literally robbed the bank so he could go to prison for long enough so he could get treatment. Mm-hmm. So Halloween episode, the horrors of capitalism got awry. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Spooky tales. Yes. Speaking of spooky tales. Hey, Alex. Yes? I had uh, direct messaged you on Twitter about possibly talking about spooky things that you used to believe in as a kid. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was just, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Let's start with you. With me? Okay, yeah, so Brett had uh, a kind of fun Halloween-based thing. So, um... Let us all recall the great, the, the epic. I would put it up there with, uh, with, with Kubrick's Ben Hur, with Godfather, Citizen Kane, um, Candyman. Candyman yeah. is, when you say Candyman, yeah. it's a mirror thrice, and upon saying it thrice, thrustly so, a Candyman will appear, who is an African American guy that has maggots and bees in his mouth inexplicably. So, this is, comes from an old, uh, old, uh, old tale that's been passed around for generations. Uh, the variant form of it, uh, exists, uh, uh, everywhere in the country. And where I, where I grew up was Bloody Mary. Oh, yeah. Uh, Bloody yes. Mary. Yeah. So yeah. there, yeah, there's, there's a whole bunch of these. So Bloody Mary is one which I was, I was, um, I was, I was not convinced of, but I, I had actually never done the Bloody Mary because I've been afraid of mirrors. 
uh, for a long time. And I want to tell you guys about this because, um, well, because I have no shame and I, for some reason, think it's, uh, it's amusing to, to show people how broken I am as a person. I watched an episode of Ghostbusters, the animated series. I don't remember if it was the real Ghostbusters or Ghostbusters. One of the two. But in that, they were sucked through a mirror into an alternate universe that was controlled by, in my head, some kind of ant creatures or something. I don't actually remember. But the concept of there being an alternate universe on the other side of a mirror uh, that are, that's populated by some kind of monsters hit me on a... a just a really deep, horrifically, uh, like, shaking level where I couldn't get around that mirrors are creepy, uh, that something is going to go wrong while looking at them, like the reflection won't be what I think is going to be or somebody's going to pop up behind my shoulder. So, uh, yeah, of the, those Bloody Mary things, never tried it because mirrors in and of itself, because of an episode of Ghostbusters, the animated series, has freaked me out since since I was but a wee lad. Um, but the ones that I remember that I actually... Uh, uh, was was an advocate for uh, as a kid was uh, um, what is, uh, 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 the the oh give me a second here people what's the thing with the um... okay somebody else go I'm gonna remember but there's a thing about a coin that I remember I was really obsessed with oh you don't pick up coins if they're if they're face down right yeah I was like I was obsessed because I really I really liked coins when I was a kid I used to collect coins I liked old like, if I could find something really old, that's, like, the cat's meow. But if it was face down, I wouldn't fucking touch that thing. It's, like, it might as well have, like, like Ebola AIDS on it. Like, no, you don't touch face down <laughs> coinage. <Yeah. laughs> I'd never heard right, of that. I'll share, I'll share. You brought up Bloody Mary, so I'll share my Bloody Mary story. So, my brother and I and a couple of our friends that we grew up with, he's uh, he's only a couple years older than I am, so we, we hung out a lot when we were younger. Uh, we would take Bloody Mary to the extreme and one of the times we decided that we were gonna we were gonna get Bloody Mary back for scaring the shit out of us all the time and my brother took my mom's hairspray can and like hairsprayed this giant cross on the mirror and brought brought a lighter in there and so and this this is one of those stories that you swear that you're never gonna forget when you're older and then when you're older you look back and you're like that didn't really happen <laughs> Story. I'm going to go with what we what we decided is what happened. So we go in the bathroom and we start chanting Bloody Mary, and we're getting really freaked out. And we start seeing like the pale white light off in the distance, and somebody's like, I think my friend John says, "There she is! Oh shit, there she is!" And my brother squeals like a girl, and then like lights the hairspray cross in the mirror, and it just lights up in this beautiful, you know, fiery blue color on the mirror. And like we're like jumping and cheering because we know it's just gonna repel her, right? And then the toilet like pops open and we hear the toilet flush. And then this is the part where I'm not sure if it's real or not, but it's probably not real. But we all swore that we saw her face pop out of the toilet water and like and like scream at us. And we all went like almost broke the bathroom door down and went running out of the bathroom, jumped into my bedroom, probably turned on I don't know, look at night. Yeah, that's that's mean and horrible. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then Alex, I'd like to also add a little tidbit that um, it has directly to do with the fact that you told me you used to be scared of mirrors. Somebody dropped this bomb on me when I was probably the same age as you. They said, don't ever open up 
the medicine cabinet and leave the mirrors facing each other. You know how, like, if you do that, it looks like there's a doorway that goes on forever? Oh, yeah, yeah. They said if you do that, it allows a demon to come into your home. Oh. You know, Has anybody I, else ever heard that? No, I, no. I have, but it was, um, you're not supposed to face mirrors at each other and look in it because it's, I think your, your soul gets captured. Like, it's supposed to be, like, you get stuck in there, or, like, you leave a piece of you behind. It was some some variant of that. But, yeah, I did I did know it's something uh, along those lines. Uh, the majority of all my childhood traumas, mostly brought on by media, was because of a show called Are You Afraid of the Dark? Oh, yes, very good. <laughs> and, man, mirrors were one. Anything tapping at your window was one. So that really oh, yeah, up. yeah. Uh, clowns, clowns was because of that because they stole the clown's nose from some carnival, and it just started following them around. Oh, that's not. Yeah, that's the worst thing ever. That show was just a killer. Yeah, uh, the, for me, uh, uh, was Tales from the Crypt, but uh, uh, had the had the horror uh, sink into my brain. But yeah, the, the any of those episodic short like ugh, fuck scares the shit out of you, or or um. Uh, creep show and creep show two were two that uh, scarred me horribly, and I wish my whatever fucking person that was supposed to be watching me didn't let me watch them. Creep show, I seem to remember one from Creep Show, where there is the wooden Native American statue. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Creep Show. Yeah, okay. I think that's Creep Show. I mean, if it's not, it's something so close to it that I've conflated the two. Yeah. No, it's because I thought that that was uh, there was the movie that came out with David Tennant a little while ago about the vampires. Oh, that was, um, oh, geez, yeah, that was that remake that I don't remember the name of, yeah. So I always confused the two, so it would make sense if that was Creepshow. Uh, no, no, it wasn't, it wasn't the Tenet remake one, which I don't remember the name of. No, uh, no, no, but the, the statue one? Yeah. It would make sense if that yeah, was Yeah, yeah, the, the, the cigar shop Indian that comes to life. Oh, yeah. Fright Night. Fright Night, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, Creepshow, yeah. the ones that I remember is, uh, uh, there was th- this, um, blob in a lake that ate these people, which is the one that freaked me out, because... Um, I lived down the street from a lake, which was called Crystal Lake, by the way. So f- as far as horror movies are concerned, uh, my neighborhood was a fucking uh, just a treasure trove of things to be afraid of, because that's where Jason came from. The other one from Creepshow was uh, 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 Stephen King actually acts in it, where he gets covered in moss that came from a from from an asteroid. Yeah, wasn't that Stephen King? Yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. That was a great one. He did a good job acting in that one. What was that called? Yeah, that was Creepshow. That was one of the vignettes in Creepshow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Those those two really creeping the fuck out. But I can't think of any other weird. What about you, Mateo? Any any weird childhood uh, Bloody Mary esque things? Oh, just uh, old Twilight Zones. Does seem to like trip me out a little bit more than just a monster or a creature or something like that. Oh yeah. Just waking up and having nobody be on the planet. Weird. Yeah. Yeah, or the creepy kid who can just like turn everybody into toys. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Or that creepy the other one that sends you to the cornfield. Oh. Yeah. Mateo. Glad you're on. Because it just reminded me of another creepy thing. Shadow people, man. Yeah. Oh man. When you started talking about it on your show, I was like, dude, I know what you mean. I've seen <laughs> those guys since before I realized it was a thing. And then, I don't know how I even found out that it was a phenomenon at all. 
I guess it was, you know, the internet. You end up coming across things that you recognize from your life, and of course there's going to be a chat room about it somewhere, you know? Yeah. But yeah, like once I realized that it was an actual thing, it really, really freaked me out, and it like made it real again. It was so crazy and scary, and your story was super freaky. Yeah, I was glad to find seeing it, you know, I didn't want to seem like it, I felt like a, I didn't want it to seem like I was the only person going through that, but I remember going through that before the, I guess the term shadow people got popular, and right, then finding exactly. some certain thing about, you know, oh, shadow people this, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's, it's, I guess that's just a type of entity, I guess. Yeah, like, I, for me, it was always, um, I would always see groups of them, and oh, wow. it would be like they were they did not notice me, and they'd just be conversing, or, I don't know, I want to say having like a meeting of some kind, and that sounds weird, but that's just kind of what pops into my head, but uh, then all of a sudden there'd be this moment where I just knew that their attention was like more focused, and not maybe they couldn't see me, but they were aware that I was aware, and then man, I would just get you know, the crawls up my spine. And just, oh, yeah, I bet. i got to get out of here right now. Yeah. Now, when they were conversing, were you able to understand it, or could you describe at least what it sounded like? Not even a little bit. It was almost like they were, if, if anything, it was like whispers, if it was like really, really silent where I was. And the other weird thing is like, sometimes it would be, you know, like before bed, and I'd just be closing my eyes and like looking out at the window you know, facing the window, sometimes it would be like middle of the day and it, it's like a perception change type of thing. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it makes sense. But like yeah. I would shift my, my perception to like be open to that kind of thing and then I would see them. It's so crazy. But yeah, I never really heard them speaking or understood what they were saying, but it was more like I had an impression of them and of, of their awareness, if, it's, if that makes sense. Yeah, the the few other times I've uh, ran into those things, uh, I remember my earliest run-ins with them being to where when I would notice them, they would be, like, I'd almost catch them, like, repositioning themselves to stay still in another position. So they've always had this, like, uh, almost like intelligence to them, like they're alert of us being there. Right, and, yeah, totally. For me, when I notice them, that's when they either, like, stop or disappear or... Or something like that, but yeah, you know, yeah that's I a little if they start if I notice that they were noticing me. Right, and that's that's like the cue that I felt like that they noticed. You know what I mean? Because they would be going about their business normally, and then all of a sudden, just freeze. Yeah. Like, oh God, it, you just get that feeling like they're staring right at you. It's terrifying. Yeah, that's crazy. What do What do you I think mean, they are between the two of you? Man, I'm so I'm so borderline skeptical about everything. But at the same time, since I went through it and I saw them and I had a definite experience with them, it's like I'm saying that I'm pretty much open to any explanation. I have a but question. As as what my theory is, I don't know, maybe beings that are, I guess, on a different wavelength, you could say. I have a question for you guys. Go ahead. You were saying that it was while you were trying to fall asleep? Not always. When uh, you were tired? No, that's what I'm saying. Like, sometimes it would be when I was just, like, laying there getting ready to go to bed, 
And then at other times, I could just be sitting on my couch, you know, about to turn on the TV, and, I don't know, I would get like a weird feeling, and, and I would just be perceptive to it, I guess, or receptive to it, I guess you could say. Hmm. You know, you remember those pictures that you could look at at the mall, and some people can't see them, and other people can, and... Like, like cross your eyes pictures, the magic eyes? Yeah. yeah. A schooner well, is a sailboat. Exactly. <laughs> I want to say it's something like that. Like, I, I, I'm not going to say I cross my eyes, but I would... Uh, Wait, would you go so far as to say it's know, something you might be able to catch out of the periphery of your vision? <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh, snap. <laughs> well, Speaking of that, Alex, I think I got like four people to buy your book. Oh, well, good. Thank you. That's uh, you. Periphery you... by Alex Bolin is available at Amazon.com. Beautiful. Thank you very much. Uh, yes, those four people, I, I appreciate them very much. That's 20% of my sales. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's 60% of my listeners. Oh, nice. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> Mateo, do you, have a, do you have a shadow person theory of what, what you're dealing with? Um, after dealing with them for so long and so often as, as a younger adult, I think my conclusion is that they're a low level of angry. I don't know what this is, but I love it. So, um, Mr. Jones just joined our call for a second. Uh, who, whose thing was Adam Durwitz from The Counting Crows, who was sung Mr. Jones, uh, and then took a picture of it. So I, um, I don't know what that was. Uh, <laughs> I'm very confused, but it I liked every like second a of it. Movie moment. I guess because, uh, yeah, okay, well, good for them. Thank you, uh, sir. <laughs> I, I like your, I like your snap on, um, dreadlocks. Thanks for listening to the show. Yeah. So, uh, you were saying, that, uh, shadow people are lower level entity. Of an angry spirit. I don't want to say like a hmm. demonic spirit, but you know, angry spirit. I think that's uh, somebody who's like maybe like level two or three of understanding where they're at, what they can control, and how they can hide and stuff oh. like that. Yeah, it's interesting. My only, my only. Uh, they are they're totally, completely terrifying, especially start thinking about. My only thought of it is, is I mean, obviously psychosis and no offense to you guys i've seen weird shit too so you know i'm not trying to play the i'm sane telling you guys are insane card but um that or yeah it's some form of um some form of literally vision disorder which i, I talk about this uh, pretty often you know that whole pareidolia thing where you know where you see uh jesus's face and toast you know so our brains are incredibly evolved systems of, of pattern recognition. Like we're oh, we're wonderful yeah. at it. It's why we survived. That and that's, that's another thing. I'm totally willing to accept, you know, even an answer that's so mundane it's it's just pattern recognition and you're seeing Yeah. You know, like your your mind is imprinting the shapes of people in the background and you're pulling them forward. Yeah. Like you're picking up like like I have uh, a a lot of people have like I have those um they call them floaters, you know, on sunny days you see the little bits mm -hmm. of detached you know, so it could be something like along those lines where it's, you know, some form of just altered from normal vision that you're, you know, not not purposefully, but your brain is kind of overlaying something that makes sense, even though it's scary, but something that makes sense over just stimulus to give it a narrative. It's like, um, it's like this is why uh, the, the traditional or scientific explanation of deja vu is 
your brain got stimulus and literally misfired and had an out. It basically just it had things fire out of order. And the only way for it to just immediately just snap itself back into like regular working is just go, oh, I've already seen this before. Because it doesn't, it, it doesn't go, oh, I must have up, you know, the, the, the upload landed first, you know, when you're watching Netflix and all of a sudden the, the, the audio and the visual tracks are, are different. So I think I, I, the shadow people might so be something like that, or, you know, in the same way that Deja Vu is like that. I, uh, I, I'm kind of the odd man out in these conversations because I have absolutely no belief in any of this stuff. Um, ghosts and shadow men and things like that. But I, I have done a, a lot of reading about it. And what it strikes me as is the reason I asked if it was while you were falling asleep is because while your brain's falling asleep, um, you can go into sleep paralysis, you can start to hallucinate, mix your dreams with reality. These are a thing that happens. Um, also, as someone who's taken more than everyone's share of psychedelic drugs, uh, <laughs> I know how easy it is to force hallucinations. I wouldn't know anything about that at all. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I had a cup of coffee in 97, and I've been regretting it ever since. But it's it's very easy after you've, say, done that um, to still touch on the same part of the brain that forced hallucinations in the first place. Oh, wow, really? So, yeah. yeah. So it's, at least for me, I mean, I might be the weirdo who's uh, able to do that for the next 10 days after I take mushrooms. But um, I also think that if you're in a state where you're already zoned out watching TV or potentially getting ready to watch TV, you're tired after work, it's easier to approach that side. Right, yeah. And I'm, I'm like I said before, I'm like on the fence about mm -hmm. skeptical and then believing at the same time because, I don't know, just, I kind of try to stay open to the idea of all of it. And then, I don't know, filter through my own, mm -hmm. my own brain, I guess you could say, or maybe my soul. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, I like to go. I my thing is, uh, um, and audience at home, feel free to uh, grab this clip. I like to go both ways. Um, <laughs> is so I, I I unfortunately I came from uh, not that I talk about it on the show much, but for a while I was I was uh, an avowed, uh, loudly annoying atheist uh, for for mm -hmm. a goodly chunk when I was in high school. Which I think most people should go through that phase where they think they know everything and yell dumb shit at people. So I'm, I, I, I do have a rather decent scientific background. Like, no, not decent for like working in science. I mean, for some shithead mm -hmm. that has a podcast, not, you know, real science. But, uh, I, so I like to, you know, as much as I believe in, not believe, but I like, I'm literally fondling a crystal right now. So, you know, but as much as I like this shit, but I do like to filter it through a scientific kind of side or at least try to weigh it. So I like, on Reddy's side, I think it's kind of interesting to like, yeah, you can, your brain chemicals have been altered in a way so you can kind of force a hallucination, which I, I know that feeling rather well, but this is something that happens in the meditative state a lot. Like if you start focusing on your crown chakra, trying to open your third eye, you can start kind of seeing things where you're meditating. So it, through the parlance of meditation and, and spirituality, it's, you know, you've, I don't know, raised your vibration, you've gotten sophisticated enough to like get this external thing, you get to see more. Which is a useful thing, but from the scientific side of it is, you know, the same as tripping. You, you're, you've kind of convinced your brain to release those chemicals. So mm -hmm. for me, I like kind of taking both and saying, well, it doesn't matter which one it is. Because scientifically, if your brain has the ability to produce hallucinations, that is real. Now, the things you're looking at may not be, quote unquote, you know, physical, extemporaneous, you know, reality. You can't reach out and physically touch them. But... 
in a completely non-drug view of the world. You know, you've never done a drug before and you're looking at the world. You're not looking at the world. You're getting a sense approximation through a machine that's created out of this flimsy muscle stuff, you know. You're using a very slight, tiniest little sliver of available light spectrum that's going to a pretty feeble set of eyes, flipped upside down, thrown into a brain, used as a comparison factor of all the things you've seen before to make sense of a visual stimulus that has nothing to do with what you think it looks like. And that's quote-unquote reality. So I don't really have much of a problem with, you know, shadow people or whatever being real in that my table isn't real. It's mm-hmm. like what I'm touching isn't real. Like my hand isn't touching a table. These are atoms that are actually not touching each other. This is the force of the space around the electrons that are interacting with each other and giving me the illusion of touching the table. But there's actually no touching because if we right. touched, we would I have, fuse I have a, to each other. You know. Let me, let me interject a yeah. little way to look at it as well. So if if a light if light can be particles and waves at the same time then maybe it's something, the same sort of phenomenon. So there can be a scientific explanation for, let's use shadow people as as an example. So it's your brain making patterns, and you're seeing things because of what we talked about earlier. So you're you're imprinting patterns on things, and you're you're pulling them forward out of the background, and it's just, you know, background noise in your mind that you're giving shape and putting emotion into and you're concentrating on it and making it more real. So yes, there's a scientific explanation of it. But then on the other side of it, if those beings were real, and if they needed to hide, then they would need you to have a way to be convinced scientifically that they were not real. It'd be like a like a feedback loop. Yeah. So there would need to be a way to explain it away in order for their realm to remain hidden, especially for people who were more and more perceptive to it. And the more you're perceptive to it and the more of their world that you see when you start seeing more of the periphery, boom. Um, Amazon.com. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly. Yeah, you know, you are, you are going to be pulling yourself away from the rest of society who is just going to tell you, oh, that's just, I have a scientific explanation for that. You know what I mean? You're going to alienate yourself. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. I never actually took it as, like, they even knew where the the way I always picture, like, shadow people or any of this other kind of like, uh, not really, like, like, not Bigfoot or something that's like, you know, you can knock on it with your hand, like, you know, shadow people or ghosts or that kind of thing. It never occurred to me that they actually had anything to do with it. It's just, um, that's just all we can pick up of them. And it takes a very certain, I mean, assuming this is even something real, but like my assumption has never been like they're malevolent or even know we're there. It's just where it's just our really flawed mechanism that we're walking around in being the human body and brain. This is all we're capable of picking up on. And it's in these very, really odd circumstances that so all you can the best you can do is pick up this thing and kind of translate it into that's a shadow over my shoulder like in the way that like um a good example it's like uh, so we all know what a rainbow is mm-hmm. rainbows don't exist i mean in the same like well rainbows are the same as a shadow person rainbows are only mm-hmm. there if you have light coming from behind you uh that's ref- ref- 
refracted, reflected, I forget yeah, the word it is, through, through... I think it's refracting. Yeah, through, uh, through a raindrop entering into your eyes, a very specific set of eyes made in a way that ours are made to see that rainbow. There's um, no... Oh, by the way, yeah. it is refracting. Yeah. Take it from me, I'm a doctor. Oh, that's true. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, I And I, I don't think I ever got my doctor paper. Back during the Universal Life Church, uh, when that first came out, I got a bunch of um, names. I know I'm a reverend. I'm the right honorary. I'm officially a wizard. I got a whole bunch. I don't think I ever got doctor, unfortunately. Well, because of because of the Universal Life Church, um, I'm the right reverend, right reverend, ready fresh. Oh, very nice. Yeah. That's my hip hop name. Yeah, because I, I I do the hip hop. I I found my uh, reverendship papers recently from 1996. Mm. Yeah, o- old school. But um, but yeah. So did you put the right in for that? No, this was like, like AOL came out two weeks before. Like it was like the internet and just like popular internet just happened. Like it was, yeah, uh, it still it still smelled of of uh, of afterbirth. Like the internet was right brand new. Or the you know internet as we recognize it as internet, not that weird ARPANET or any of that weird. You know, everyone was still nice on the internet at that point. No, I mean, I did say I was on it, and I was 16. I mean, yeah, there was no, there was no amount of nice, but yeah, no. So just to me, in the same way that rainbows don't exist, but they're they exist. You know, I'm fine with shadow people or whatever. You know, it doesn't have to be some like rainbows are only like, you know, we accept them because it's like, oh well, you know, it's it's part of the reality. But that's only because the tools we created and the tool we're walking around in can see it readily. Like, I, you know, I'm sure there's other things exactly like that, that if our eyes were created differently, like, I'm sure there's, you know, I don't know, night rainbows or, you know, I don't know, fire grass or something, you know, like just it's something we can't imagine because our eyes just don't pick up that spectrum or, you know, or we can't smell that specific way or, you know, synesthesia exists in humans. So, like, maybe there's, an, you know, maybe we could have had an entire time where you smell color and that would have been the norm. You know, if all of our brains were born synesthetic. Someone seeing color, they'd be like, "What the fuck? You see color? That's that's ridiculous." You know, you smell color. You're crazy. Yeah, yeah, you're a crazy person. Yeah, shadow people. My fucking left foot. I smell a rainbow behind you. <laughs> I smell a rainbow. <laughs> yeah. You should write a song. Yeah, I can smell a rainbow. You're crazy. <laughs> can you smell the rainbow? Yeah. Instead of I can sing a rainbow. Yeah, I can smell a rainbow. So anyway, that's my explanation for shadow people. The um, oh, I mean, so while I while I, I while I walked away for a second, because uh, uh, I am a human and I had to make water come out of my to use it politely, my my penis. I had to pee, my pee for my penis. Um, He's talking about bowel movements now. Yeah, well, that that's not a bowel movement, sir. Okay, well, bowels yeah. are on the other side, Body unless you're some kind of gross hybrid that pees that, that <laughs> poos out of your pee hole, which is gross. But oh, um, yeah, I don't want to think about that. My um, so I grew up in New Jersey, and in New Jersey we had our our local cryptid was the New Jersey Devil, aka the Leeds mm-hmm. Devil. And there's these um, it's also a bunch of Bigfoot sightings, but I didn't know about those when I lived there. But um, my seventh grade science teacher, Mr. Ruffner, was a um. One of these very weird men. Uh, anybody that went to that school, he's like that teacher you talk about, the very strange guy. Um, he had a uh, vial of uh, kind of highlighter-colored liquid that was on his desk that was labeled Sasquatch urine. Like, so he, he was just uh, trying to paint a picture of that kind of wacky, you know, pre-Bill Nye, Bill Nye-esque science teacher. But he had told a story of, maybe it was one of his students, I mean, this is quite a while ago, but how they were on a second story in their house and we're going to use the restroom 
and looked out of the window, and there were two glowing red eyes looking in the window at them while they're on the second story. That is up there with that Ghostbusters episode in the mirror. <laughs> the movie Ghoulies, where the monster is going to eat your butt while you're shitting. And Jaws, of the scariest things ever that ruins everything. Because I was so terrified when on the second story of my house, looking out of the window, that there was going to be red eyes. And that shit has stuck with me since... I mean, that must have been 1992. So, I don't know how to do math, but that was more than eight years ago. And I still think about that shit every now and again. And the only thing that I've seen that I could really not explain... Um, I was sitting on top of my roof having a cigarette and uh, I was up there with a buddy of mine and I say cigarette because I don't know what your rules are on your show but um, <laughs> oh no I, I yeah no there's there's no rules I have done every drug available the only so ones I we haven't tried joint ones, there, yeah. which automatically invalidates the claim but uh, <laughs> so I look up and I see what looks like a fireball in the sky and then he looks up and he sees a fireball in the sky and that's the closest that I can say I've seen something real strange. And now that I'm older, I'm like, oh, it's probably something burning in the atmosphere. Yeah. It's it's interesting, though, when you see, when two people see it, even both under the influence, it's, yeah. Oh, yeah, especially back then, I, yeah. I was looking into a whole bunch of different religions and ideas and philosophies and reading up on ghosts and ghoulies and all that sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, it all played together, right? All right, guys, speaking of growing up and earth-shattering reality crashing down upon you, I'm going to have to say goodnight. Well, you you have a <laughs> delightful evening, Mr. Brad. I'm, I'm very glad to have uh, shared verbal words with you. Uh, number one fan uh, at altered underscore one. Nice to meet you. Uh, yeah, you too, man. And, Good uh, to talk to you, Brad. You guys again. Yeah. Nice to meet you, Mateo. And you too, brother. Cheers. Good night, guys. Bye. I'm actually going to have to step out for, for a second, too, fellas, but I'll, I should be right back in just a minute or two. Yeah, do that, and then, right we'll, then we'll figure out some, some end things. So, Reddy, here's here's a weird thing. Of the things I've seen in my life, uh, actual, like, not uh, inexplicable things that I can't just write off as I was on drugs, uh, which <laughs> a lot of them I can. In most of my adult life, I have to write off because I did a lot of drugs when I was younger. But uh, when I was, like young, uh, seven-ish, somewhere around there, you know, playing uh, youth soccer. I remember sitting on the field during a break, uh, waiting for whatever you broke for back then. I, I don't really, um, like, let's face it, I'm not good with sports. But I remember watching in the sky a fireball move through for, mm -hmm. like, a few minutes, just watching this thing go. And in my head, it was kind of like, like looking at a dragon. Like, in no way am I claiming it to be a dragon, but I mean, like, that kind of... um uh, uh, the Firefox logo, or like a sneaking its tail, that kind of thing, like a you know a, a circular kind of fire kind of pattern. And I, yeah. I remember watching it, and I was a weird kid. I always had a vivid imagination, so it didn't occur to me to like probably like a, quite a few years later of, hey, what the fuck was that? Because like I was young enough that like the world was still magical enough that like it didn't like occur to me to like maybe start questioning. Why did I see a magical fucking fireball eating its own tail in the sky while playing soccer? Mm -hmm. But I, I wasn't high though, so maybe the same thing you and your friends saw. Yeah, mine mine looked more like say a, a giant ball of lava. Oh, that's but fun. Tiny, like tiny-ish in the sky. Uh. And it was there for long enough that I could turn to my buddy and go, 
hey, you see that? Oh, no shit. Yeah. Now this, this, I mean, this lasted for min- my, okay, my memory of it is that it lasted for at least three minutes. Like, I mean, it was going on for a bit. Like, if I wasn't, now, if I wasn't a specific person, I would have said five minutes, but five minutes is a really mm-hmm. long time. So, yeah. But yeah, it's very weird, but it's one of those things I went back and, you know, at some point went back as like a person that was, you know, endowed with logic and went, hey, wait a second. That memory shouldn't be like that. <laughs> That's different than how the world really works. <laughs> yeah, like, because the rest of the world, you know, you're just a weird kid, and you imagine shit, and everything's fine, mm-hmm. and the world is full of joy and adventure, but it's like, wait, no, there's not supposed to be fireballs while you're playing, so I'm supposed to be sitting here eating oranges and not fucking, you know, watching fireballs in the sky. Well, I mean, like, I was, uh, I was that weird kid, too, in grade six. Sorry, I'm talking to American. Sixth grade. Um where I was reading up on ghosts because they had a whole bunch of books on the paranormal in our school library. But I do remember the only other, eh, there's been a couple of things over time where it's been like footsteps beside me and things like that, but I can always write them off as things falling, things that happen while you're falling half asleep. Yeah. But there was an occurrence where I was sitting watching TV where I felt all lightheaded and I saw something walk up the stairs in my house. Oh, yeah, that's pretty creepy. Like, straight up, look like a person, but yeah. I assume it's just my active imagination, right? Yeah. Well, I talked about, I talked about it on last week's show. It's my, I grew up in a, in a, a haunted house, quote unquote. Um, mm-hmm. or at least a house that there was some kind of thing in the basement. And the, the, the time that I saw it as a, as a, you know, full body apparition or whatever was it walked from one side of the basement to the other, just kind of a shadow person, you know, not in the way they were referring to before, just literally. Mm-hmm a shadowy shape walk from one side to the other and there was no one there. There was, you know, physically no way uh, for that to have been an actual human being. And it's all the whole thing. Like, it wasn't like a... Like, I'm pretty familiar with catching shit out of the corner of my eye. Like, I, I you know, I'm, I'm a skittish type. So I'm, I'm rather... I'm rather good at knowing when I go, oh, fuck, and then, you know, putting it back together when I just, oh, fuck that. This was well, like a I mean, legitimate thing. As you were thing, saying, yeah. your brain fills in information, especially in yeah. the, the periphery of your eye. Yeah. But that was like the one that it was really, it wasn't, it didn't feel like, I, I know you can't say it because, you know, it's, you know, who's the one saying it? It's the same dumb brain that made up the fucking shadow person. But to <laughs> me, it didn't feel like a... Like one of those things where it's just the information's getting filled in wrong, you know, because I can mm. just, there's other times where, it, you know, you can kind of go back and kind of think about it and you're like, eh, you know, I probably just saw, you know, like where you see something in the woods or there's just so much stimulus. Like this was just, uh, you know, the background was different. It was just a, a walking gauge, very, just a little too much actuality to it to, to have me write it off as. Just, you know, as, uh, you know, some kind of pareidolia, some kind of just, you know, your brain just had a spasm and filled in the blanks because, you know, the length of time, you know, it's probably, you know, three seconds. But that's, mm-hmm. a, that's a good long time for your brain to invent something in such a fluid motion, you know? Now, what, what I'll say about, and this is mine specifically, I can't say that about yours, but what I will say is that if I, I had it in my mind that our house was haunted and I was alone and I was thinking about it. So the likelihood of, and that's sort of what I see mm. a lot of the haunting stuff as, is that if you expect to see something, the yeah. likelihood is is that you may see just that. 
in in this case, I did not think of my house as haunted. Uh, it was okay. kind of a new, not a newer house, but it wasn't a, it wasn't a house that's old enough to kind of foster those sort of stories. You know, there may have been like one owner previous to it, and there was no death story involved. Like there was no mm-hmm. like you know, old man Withers used to have this house and he died. Like no, it was just like a regular. Oh, Goddamn, old man Withers, he dies everywhere. I know. You know, you know the problem is because old man Withers worked at that mask factory, so he always like was lent out. You know, is that what it is? Yeah. Does he give out necro pants? I think he actually has some necro pants in the back, but you have to ask specially. Because those things are a bitch to hem. Like, I don't know if you ever tried to get necro pants to actually, like, sit. I mean, talk about, dude, if you dress right, you might as well not even fucking wear them. Well, I was thinking trying to get stains out of them. I mean, Jesus. Yeah, this is true. You know, you might as well just tattoo over at that point. Yeah. Yeah. The, um... Yeah, I don't know. There's, I wish, like, I'm still, I, I'm a fucking weirdo. Like, I believe in, not believe in, I don't believe in anything, but I believe in everything. So it's like, everything's really interesting to me. Cause, I mean, really, in the back of my head, I think it's really, really likely that we live in, like, a spiritual universe and we're born again. And there's, like, all this, we're, like, really cool shit. And, like, we're energetic beings. And, you know, there's, there's, energetic is the word. Like, there's, you know, there's, there's life after this. And everything is this pulsing form that moves in and out. And there, there's a point to this. But equally, yeah, we're just meat sacks and we die. Nothing happens. Like, it's like, you know, I just, I, I just, I like the way that the world is miraculous and weird and things move on. But yeah, there is a certain amount of, eh, you know, let's face it, evolutionarily, it's comforting to think we move on. And that probably is Here, evidence of the fact that you don't. And we're probably just, here's a you know, scientific way yeah. that's going to comfort you. This is, this is going to give you that comfort of life after death while right. still maintaining some scientific credibility. Um, the chemicals that are released at death, they've started sort of experimenting with what happens with hypoxia and what happens with DMT, which is released at death. Yeah. Uh, and there's an idea that's floating around now that potentially you go into a dream state when you die as hypoxia sets in and all those things, then it's your brain's way of comforting you. Now think about dream state and if you see... You can have a dream that lasts for hours, which is actually about, what, 30 seconds in your mind? So oh, time yeah. is really irrelevant. Irrelevant. So it's very, it's potential, there's potential for the afterlife to just be a dream state that you can't really wake up from. Yeah. I'll take it. Something. Yeah, that's I, that's the one that I can sort of wrap my head around and go, okay, I can feel pretty comfor- comfortable with that. Yeah. My Here's my problem with with some of the arguments for the afterlife, and, and I'm sorry if I'm just going to ruin it for some of you people at home, because... I, I like, I mean, again, I, I, I'm playing, you know, I, I have to say, I have to say real quick. Yeah. I'm happy that you're ruining it for some people at home, but then again, I'm an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's <laughs> just, I don't want to, cause I, I like, I get along with a lot of like the crystal people. I like, I have crystals. Like I like, I like believing in weird shit. It's fun. I, I, I like hanging out with that. I like meditating. I like trying to get psychic powers. It's fun, but there's, there's okay. So the one argument that everybody, because basically, if you ever read um, anything from from the kind of believer spiritual community, they always try to like basically they try to like pick science, like they try to like little nitpick bits of science, and mm-hmm. and go like, well, this is oh, well, that's you know why it works. And the one thing that and I hated because this was early, early on, somebody did the argument of well, you know, matter can't be created or destroyed. Matter Ugh. is energy, therefore, you know, you live on forever, and and. And yeah, but you don't live on as you, you live on as, yeah, your energy does. There's no, there's no memory of it. 
and they and and you know, the, my the person that originally described it to me he goes, well, you know, how how do you know that? And it's like, well, because we don't see ghosts of hard drives floating through the room. <laughs> it's you know, well, it's that's, yeah. that's my problem with ghosts too, though. Yeah, and it's something that they did mention it on QI, and it's a really good point, which is why don't we see the ghosts of cows everywhere? Yeah, yeah. And that's that's my problem with ghosts is because really it it doesn't make sense to me. Well, there's one of the one of the kind of uh, ghost theories or whatever is that like taking aside that it's actually trapped souls. Which look, let's face it, <laughs> there, there, whether you believe or not, there's no way to even talk. The, the discussion is pointless. It's just guesswork. But if you take if you take ghosts as being like a some form of energetic imprint on an area or a thing. That, you know, somebody sure. dies in such a horrific way or they live such a horrific life that they leave this imprint and that moves on. Lower order creatures like cows or whatever that don't have the, like, the complex, you know, intellectual life or complex brain life wouldn't have the, the, I don't even know where to put it, but wouldn't have the spark, you know, wouldn't, wouldn't have the, 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 the raw energy to leave an imprint in a way that would be recognizable later. So you need something mm. as complex as a human to, le- you know, it's like it, it, that's it, a pretty haughty view of uh, of life, right there. Well, no, but I mean, like, just complexity. Like, you could have, um, like, if you okay, if you screamed loud enough near wax and a needle, it'll record your voice, given a specific way. But if you don't scream loud enough, it's not going to record. You know, so it just saying, like, as far as like humanity, we have the most comp. Like, I you, let me word it this way: I would wonder if if we went to but it's tough with dolphins because, you know, they're underwater. Sure. But if we went to some place with like a, a Bonobo camp, because they're supposed to be like really close to us. I wonder if like Bonobo enclosures have Bonobo ghost stories. Like, and if they don't, then I think my argument is kind of bullshit because they're really fucking close to us. So I guess I just need to ask somebody that studies Bonobos and, and figure out if there's. But then again, why don't we have um, like Homo erectus ghosts? No one talks about finding caveman ghosts. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. Yeah, yeah, because if yeah, think about any other previous Homo species that came before us, you would think that's a good point. I wonder if. All right, there's two things spring to mind. I wonder if we live in the same place they did. That we run into their ghosts. Well, I mean. Oh yeah, I guess in uh, France, there's like all those. Yeah, those caves are by like still civilized areas. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a good point. I, I, maybe, maybe if the energetic theory is true, maybe there's a shelf life to how long the imprint can last. Like a half life. Yeah. Oh, I was actually more thinking like a shitty cassette tape. <laughs> you played enough times, and then yeah, you just you have to like the pencil doesn't work in it anymore. Yeah, just after a while, it's not, you know that's there's my big problem with Guardians to the Galaxy. Like, yeah, like that fucking tape would still work. <laughs> Come on. Let's be honest here. Like, I appreciate that. I appreciate it that you wanted to like tear, you know, you know, tug on my emotional strings and going, oh, these are songs I recognize. And he's a stranger in a strange land. But fuck that. That tape would not be working anymore. I'm sorry, Peter I re- Quill. I remember watching uh, The Matrix when it first came out on VHS. I watched it enough times that I wore out the tape and that was within like three years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're listening to the same music constantly. You're screwed. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess that's what ghosts are. That yeah, they're just kind of the shitty cassette recordings. Though actually, that would be. I think about this. I actually can think of it like well, it wouldn't be a scientific, but it would be, uh, sociologically relevant ghost thing of 
find some place that's supposedly haunted by a ghost as far back as we can know. Like, let's some pub in in England that back in you know fourteen something they said it's haunted, and then plot how often that ghost is seen by year to see if there is a decay over the years. That at some point the ghost will no the ghost will die. Um, I mean, it'd be neat to neat to yeah. see. It would be um, interesting because you know, fourteen ninety two, you know, ten sightings, and then you know, a hundred years later, six sightings. You know, see if it starts going down. Now, I read a story once in one of those many books that I found in the school library, and they called it the oldest ghost story ever told. Oh yeah, which. Which I I doubt. I think they were just sort of hyping it up, but it was the idea that this guy moves into a house in Greece, and he keeps trying to sleep, and at nighttime, he'd hear chains rattling, hmm. and the the ghost came into the room and tried to scare the hell out of him, and his his idea was I'll just ignore it until it goes away. So it tried to scare him, tried to scare him, tried to scare him, and then finally got fed up. And started walking away, but he followed it. And he found bones behind, I guess, the fire pit or whatever the hell it was. <laughs> yeah. But that was the whole idea of the first ghost story. And then they got rid of it and the ghost was never seen again. Huh. Hmm. That's interesting. I wish I remembered the name of these books that I read when I was a kid. Nah, I, I'm, I'm full of half-remember bullshit like that. It's, you know, I think that's why we like QI. We, we're just a bunch of fucking, <laughs> you know, a, a trivial half-remembered shit, you know. Tell- hoping that one day someone will reference something that I might know partially. Yeah. Actually, to call back on that, I, I actually did the... Alan called it out that I've got to mis- misremember this at a bar one time, talking about how a cliche and stereotype come from the same machine. <laughs> if you recall that QI episode, at one point I was retelling it and went, oh man, I don't really remember the totality of this. I'm like, fuck! That's actually what they said in the episode! <laughs> uh, one of my favorites that I've told, and I was called on, and then proved it to be as true as I was talking, was Mike McCoy. I think Mike McCoy or Mike McCann. Uh, you can't kill an Irishman with booze. Oh, that was fucking hilarious. Yeah. So I was talking, telling the story at a bar, and someone's like, that's not true. You can't prove that. That's nonsense. Smithsonian has the record. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. They never question me again. Yeah, p- uh, people at home, you can look it up. Uh, but we, we're not going to retell the story, but essentially no. there's this... A uh, really funny anecdote of of a couple of bar owners trying to uh, knock off one of their uh, one of their regulars uh, to get some life insurance money, and it just becomes this comedy of errors of trying to get this this Irishman <laughs> to drink himself to death. And it just it it it's if it wasn't a real story, it is it is it would have been it would have been racist against Irish. Like it's one of those ones that it's just like oh that's where the stereotype came from. <laughs> <laughs> it would be it would be like like a. Like a a, a a Scottish person untipping themselves to death. Like it was just like it's it's as <laughs> it's it's like as on the fucking. I was trying to find one stereotype I could say without like getting yelled at by the audience. So I was like, all right, what are white people? What what do white people do? <laughs> oh, does your audience yell at you? Um, every now and again, I do get a little bit of kind of um uh. I wouldn't say hate mail, but yeah, I, I do get some shit. Uh, a lot of it is is language use. Which... We don't get any of that. Like we talked about Gamergate, and we got one person who was actually having a conversation. Like it was, <laughs> we're really lucky about not getting hate. 
yeah, I don't, I don't get like a ton of hate, but I do get, I get, um, criticism. Um, I was, um, I was talking about, uh, I'm trying, oh, God damn it, I'm trying to remember what the hell it was. Anyway, long story short, uh, I made some, um, I made some comment about, Jesus fuck, Alex, I know, I'm just dying here on the vine. I made some, some racist comment, like, not that it was racist, it was one of those, it's so fucking self-referentially, like, not racist, like, or maybe misogynist, you know, like one of those make me a sandwich kind of things where it's mm-hmm. so incredibly, I'm not, I'm so not saying that, that by me, by the mere utterance or me referencing that is, is comical. Like it, it would, it would be like, it would be like a Republican, uh, caring about like, uh, poor people. Like it's just, it's, it's, <laughs> it's just like, it's so against the norm. It'd be like, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, the devil, you know, hugging, you know, uh, uh Jesus, you know, just, it's so nuts, but some people don't really get the whole sarcasm thing, even though I just, well, I mean, people it. don't know yeah. you either, right? They know the persona that you put up there. Yeah. But there's certain, I mean, even just with the persona, it, it's, there's certain things that you would, you know, it, I don't know. To me, I just think it would, it would be understood. <laughs> to be well, yeah. joking, you know, like they're just so when you're when you're purposely being incredibly over the top and someone doesn't get that that's not, you know, that that's not actually you. It's kind of insulting. It's like, ew, do you really like even if I did an hour into an episode, like really after an hour of listening to me, you honestly think I would be capable of saying something that heinous, like for real? Yeah, to be completely honest, like, yeah, it, well, it's it's like I was talking to um Martin. And he was getting some hate on something that he wrote today. And I'm like, oh, man, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. He didn't even say anything bad in it. I read the the article that he wrote. I'm like, people, man, you make one one comment about uh, Catholicism or Christianity and people are on you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is, it's, it's that's the one thing I don't get on this show is, I think it's because I make fun of, I, I mean, I make fun of science and all the religions equally mm-hmm. that... I tend not to like, at least because I think it's just the regulars that kind of write in and then every now and again I get a straggler. So I, it's amazing. Like, I'm kind of amazed that I don't get more shit, but I think it's because I spread it out that. Well, there's nothing that's immune to criticism, right? Yeah. And everyone, everything has to be, uh, have the, you have to have the ability to criticize anything. Yeah. Though I know at one point I was, uh, I was talking about roller derby in Portland. And, uh, somebody I know in real life, uh, you know, uh, in, in real life got annoyed with me doing it because I, I guess I had, uh, I guess I had, um, downplayed it. I was like, you know, roller derby is, you know, it's just, it's, it's, you know, it's, I mean, frankly, it's childish. And, and anybody, if, if that person's still listening, I'm repeating the thing from before. So this is not a new argument to have, but it's like, you know, as we get like, you know, little kid fucking snap on roller skates and it's just play acting you know it's like yay look at me i'm a big strong girl yeah whatever but yeah i got shit for that but i've literally called all of the major religious leader cunts on purpose on the show multiple times and nope not a peep (laughs) you know what i i I, we try to keep uh religion and stuff off of our regular show just because it's not totally it doesn't totally work for what we do oh yeah but anytime that i've had say you on or izzy rock or any of those people it always turns to that kind of conversation. The general feeling is like, do what you want, but understand that your organizations in themselves are wonky. <laughs> yeah. And the people who lead them are all kinds of fucked up. 
Yeah, that's. I mean, that's kind of my overall theory of the thing is is if you want to believe in something that's completely aces. I like when people believe in stuff, but anytime mm. you take a literalist, like one hundred percent stance on anything, and that includes science, that includes anything, um, sure. you annoy me because the second something is one hundred percent true, I immediately uh, like I'm suspect of your thinking because I just it's I don't know of a thing that's one hundred percent true if talk to experts. Yeah, it's it's that whole thing. Like that's why I like to say I have the I I I believe heavily in science, but it's because my opinion is malleable. As new information yeah. comes in, if it's proven, I can go, oh yeah, that actually makes more sense. Okay, let's replace the old fact and bring in the new fact that has all the evidence that backs it up. Yeah, see, I like that too. One of I, I had this uh, kind of epic, and this was a really fun argument. This is one of those ones that I actually think I was right or wrong on, but it was a really good one. Uh, me and my friend were arguing about this very fact of, of science and, you know, new evidence. And, and I, I mean, mostly kind of taking the piss, but I kind of believe it was, was pointing out that his belief in evidence is actually a belief and that he should start questioning that. And it became this really fucking meta kind of concept of, well, when do you actually, like, when can you accept something as quote unquote truth? So like from the scientific perspective, yeah, more evidence you could, you know, malleable. And yes, that is 100 to me, I mean, that's the way you should do it. But well, I kind of, you know, you add peer review and replicatable yeah. results and all that sort of. Yeah, but I mean, like stuff. on a on like a on just on being a shithead level, there's also an amount of like, well, yeah, but you believe in that, so that is a belief. So you don't, re- you know, you're you know, it's you're you're really stridently believing it. But I mean, just because it's replicatable, that's because you put value on replication. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you can get into this, you know, uh, it's really well, it becomes of, a philosophical yeah, argument yeah, at yeah. that point, right? But it, it's a fun one because you're like, oh, wait yeah. a second. Actually, shit, there might not be truth. Oops. <laughs> I did have to stop a conversation I was having on Twitter at one point with someone who's uh, a member of a specific large podcasting thing. Yeah. That may involve other large podcasters. I'm being very vague on purpose. Yeah. I don't want to bombard you with tweets about things. Yeah, I got you. Uh, some kind of morbid squadron. Yeah, yeah. That's that would be the one. Yeah. And uh, they uh this guy was like, You can't believe anything except for personal experience. I'm like, but what about things like science? Yeah. <laughs> and how how are they? no, no, that's not personal experience. Like, but you can see stars out there and we've learned a lot about stars and how do you know that the earth rotates around the sun and all it doesn't matter. It's, it's personal experience. It doesn't matter. I'm like, this has been enlightening. I'm going to leave this conversation. Yeah, that's now. that's because then we don't get to have phones or Twitter. Like that's exactly. That's, yeah, like, uh, phones are based on our, our our knowledge of quantum physics. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah, that's that's uh, okay. That's annoying to me to hear out loud. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's it was just one of those things where it's like we're done. This this conversation's yeah. done. Well, that's one of those. That's my favorite. It, not my favorite, but it's my favorite way to stop arguments. Uh. And I don't mean to win one, I mean to stop it when someone goes, that thing of you make an argument that go, well, one time this happened to me. And you're like, okay, but that's, oh, you know, we're good. I'm leaving. Because you can't, yeah. like, I'm making, we're, we're trying to talk about a topic, you, the one time a thing happened. That's, we're, these are two incredibly different fucking, you know, like, uh, we're, the totality of thought versus, well, one time this happened to me, therefore I believe it. Oh, okay, that's. Great. I'm really, yeah, that's, uh, we're, I'm, I'm going to go home now and, and, and just wash my eyes in, in acid. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of something that my uncle once said, and he was talking about 
fundamentalist religious people, but it works for any heavily set belief, right? Because you don't really want to talk to people who have fundamental beliefs that are unchangeable. So his his way of saying it was, if you're getting into a conversation with someone who has a fundamental belief, and again, he was talking about fundamentalist Christians at the time, he goes, you should ask them, is there, do you think that there is a possibility that God doesn't exist? And if they say no, it's time to end that conversation right there because it's going nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. That conversation just not going to go anywhere. I would agree with that, except uh, I would slightly change it in that I would say, like, it's there a chance that the book is wrong. Oh, that's that's one too. But yeah, as long as there's the answer, whatever the question is, as long as there's wiggle room, you can have a conversation. Yeah. Yeah, because the whole God thing is like, that's one of those ones that like, I mean, again, like just going back, like that's not science's job to answer is there a God. Science can't do that. So it's not even like an argument I like to get into because fuck it. I mean, there's no real thing, but you can argue the specific religion. Like it's based on this book. Mm -hmm. Do you believe that book can be flawed? No, I do not. Well, okay. Well, therefore this conversation is now completely pointless. What if I point out contradictory things? Doesn't matter. Cool. Hey, we just saved ourselves a lot of yelling. (laughs) It's the same idea of um, believing two separate things. You know what I mean? Um, cognitive dissonance. Yeah. And that's really important in my mind to have the ability to think and reason through two completely separate and op- opposing ideas. Yeah. And believe portions of each. Yeah. No, it's a, yeah. I, yeah, I think that's a way to kind of foster actual thought instead of kind of going through the rote. So it's, it's always, that's why I love the, um, the, I don't know, the kind of tarot weirdness side of, of my world is, it's really fun to live in, but I would never, you'll never hear me argue, I will tell your future with cards. It's not an argument I'm ever going to make, because it's a foolish mm. argument, because it's completely beatable. But I can easily say, um, this is fun, this is interesting, has given me insight to my life, and that's a completely defendable position. Now, where that insight comes from doesn't matter, it's interesting. But if I believed in one way or the other, I'm fucked. Because... You know, if I only believed in cards, then what the hell's the point? Then I just memorized a series of definitions and, wow, this is really boring. I might as well read the horoscope in the daily paper, you know. And if I don't believe in the other side, then I lost valuable insight on some subconscious level and fun, you know. Uh, there's a a guy I grew up around, and you mentioned Dragon in the Sky. Yeah. And that sort of brought up the idea of this, this gentleman to me. Uh, he's a person who's gone too far onto the other side where he very much believes that dragons exist or existed, that fairies exist, that tarot cards will tell the future, all of those things. Yeah. And there's just no, there's no talking to him because it always comes down to one of those things. Yeah. It's just really, really hard to talk to people who have absolute belief. Yeah. You're right. And, and that's, and that's wrong. You know, it's for me, like, uh, like tarot cards, especially. I love them. I play with them really often. I enjoy them. They have weird results for me, but I'm not going to argue it because the fact is to have the argument would be like, all right, replicatable. Let's talk about this scientifically. And then one, probably not verifiable. And two, that would take the entire joy out of it. And three, yeah. I'm not hurting anybody doing it. I'm not, t- you know, I'm not going to discern and saying, no, 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 no. Don't worry. Turn the fucking reactor off, dude. I got the, I got the ace of fucking swords don't worry i got this shit handled you know it's uh the ace of swords says that there's going to be a mini wormhole you need to stop this shit right now. yeah sorry john titor uh showed up and (laughs) explained to me that we cannot start cern all right i'm gonna be wrapping this shit up we've gone on forever
Yeah, I was just thinking that. I was looking yeah. at the time like, oh, wow, this has been a two-hour show. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for joining me on the uh, Halloween slash all religions are stupid and I kind of hate science as well spectacular. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we will, uh, uh, things and such. So people can find you at Chris Reddy on Twitter. And then I'm Dr. Chris Reddy, NR. <laughs> indeed. Not responsible for something that would be funny if I could have improved it. Um, what exactly is the podcast right now? Uh, the show's actual name is Speeding Bullets, but it's under the mantle of the loudest geeks in the room. Okay. We throw a bunch of different shows on pretty irregularly, but that's the one that, that happens every week. Okay. I was trying to, um, as any time I've mentioned you on the show, if you've asked questions, I've, I've said both of those, but I've come to realize that I don't even know. Like, I actually went back and went, oh, I haven't listened in a while, so I'm going to listen. Listened, and then still went, yeah, I'm not entirely sure what the name of that just was. <laughs> Yeah, so Speeding Bullets is the weekly show. We're on episode 82 or 83. Whatever one's going up tomorrow is going to be, I think it's 82. And I also uh, just finished one, which was Burning Up the Nets, where I talked to internet people, which is where I talked to you on the first time I chatted to you on a podcast. Oh, yeah. yeah and then we have other ones like No Consoles and stuff that we're still working the kinks out. But yeah. overall, it's Speeding Bullets, and we're doing our first live show in February. Oh, nice. Fantastic. Uh, no. no, just because this has been sitting here for a while, I just, I, I need to do this. For anybody that's uh, listening, uh, find, the, find the YouTube, but I just, sorry. Alas, poor Yorick. I knew him, Chris Reddy. The <laughs> fellow of infinite jest, most excellent fancy. He hath borne me on his back a thousand times, and now, bored in my imagination it is. I don't remember the rest, but that was pretty good. See, Yorick. <laughs> I, I, I prefer Titus Andronicus. More stabby-stabby uh, yeah. stabby cooking pies. Sure. Look, I'll tell you the truth. That's the only part of that fucking play I know at all. And I probably know oh. it from some dumb sketch when I was a kid. And everyone, that's the only part that most people know. Yeah. Uh, Dude holds up a skull. Yeah. I used to know more of it. Um, But at some point, I guess my brain decided to go, dude, this is completely fucking useless and, and threw it out. Which is kind of good, because that could have went on for a while. Hmm. <laughs> All right, well, yeah. thank you, Chris Reddy. Uh, pleasure to talk Thanks to you. Uh, on. Thank you, uh, Mateo and Brett, for coming on earlier. And thank you, Adam Durwitz from uh, The Counting Crows for popping on for no good reason. Yeah, that was really nice of him. Yeah, that was good. Thanks, buddy. All right, yeah, have a good one. Cheers. Hey, bye. Oh, and uh, here is the audio of that thing we are talking about from QI. I meant to throw it on. I didn't want to insert it into where we were talking about. Anyway, if you want to listen to it, here it is. Uh, proportionally, Americans imprison more than twice as many as South Africans, more than three times as many as the Iranians, more than six times as many as the Chinese. No society in history has imprisoned more of its citizens than the United mm. States of America. We and do pretty well, though, don't we? We sort we of the European League. We're also we're ahead of China, Turkey, and India. Yes. Yeah, with 148 prisoners per 100,000. It's the three strikes and they're out. That's, that's been really the problem, yeah. Recently. I mean, a legal system... Based on baseball, just seems bizarre. Yes. <laughs> what we people don't seem to understand the law? It's all very complicated. What's simple? What do people like? Baseball. Right then. <laughs> Here's amazing. the rule: three strikes yeah. and you're out. Yeah. Mental. What it means is, if the first two strikes, the first two crimes you're convicted of are serious enough, the third one, no matter how trivial, will get a life sentence, <gasps> 25 years or more. So, for example, Leandro Andrade is serving two consecutive 25-year terms for shoplifting nine videotapes. Or... He took nine? Yes. <laughs> Kevin Webber, 26 years for stealing four chocolate chip cookies. 
It's astonishing. Well, it's really stupid, isn't it? Because if you know you're on this sort of deal... Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Take five. Yes, yes. That is the idea, obviously. <laughs> do do another murder. Do, do a bank job. There's no point, There's no point doing anything trivial. If no, you're I know. Get caught. It is a bit bonkers. But the racial numbers are a bit worrying. And the gender numbers, it's one in 30 men aged 20 to 34 is behind bars. But for black males, that's one in nine. One in oh, nine. There are more 17-year-old black people in jail than in college in America. So 5% of the world are American, 25% of all prisoners are American. isn't the real controversy with this the business end of it? Well, that's true. It's also, as you say, right, it is a business. Because it's not just licence plate. They make loads of stuff. Well, one of the things I should have said uh, when talking about contraband is that you're not allowed to bring into America anything that's been made by forced labour or prisons. But in America, you could almost say, if you were so minded, that they've reinvented the slave trade. They produce... For example, 100% of all military helmets, ammunition belts, bulletproof vests, ID tags and other items uniform, 93% of domestically produced paints, 36% of home appliances, 21% of office furniture, which allows the United States to compete with factories in Mexico because, of course, obviously the workers can't refuse to work for 25 I mean, cents an I hour. I very much like to say something hilarious, but something must be done. It Should is. We... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it feels a bit more question time you yes. <laughs> It is a bit amazing, isn't it? Yeah. It's extraordinary. Yeah. It's slavery by the back door. It, it, exactly. Wasn't it? Which is another video that I've got. <laughs> <laughs> If you're in prison, is there an incentive for you to work? You get solitary confinement if you refuse to work. Yeah, more than one in a hundred American adults are in jail. 